it's a little stock. Base soul, take one. It's a big old fat motherfucker called. Blazing buzzer buttons. Big rigor inspection, spatial. Under my feet. Huh? Look, the biggest heavy band of all time. I wouldn't ask you to do a drum roll if your arm fell off. There was an incident with uh, the pyrotechnics. Hey, Kirk! Squillions of dollars and squillions of people. How the fuck are you, Lars? Piddly wants and wills and needs. Lars Ulrich, drums and bongs. What the fuck does that mean anyway? I hate that fucking camera, man. Well, since we started. I'm talking about like a fucking live gig. You see this for, right? What really gets my dick hard. Mommy. This is Phil Toll, and you're listening to Pan Podcast for All. Welcome back to a podcast for all. I'm Shane Overshaw. And I'm Jeff Winslow. Season 11, episode 6, Obey Your Master, Jeff. <laughs> That's right, people. Run to the broom closet, pull out the mop. <laughs> <laughs> was that close? <laughs> that was better than the karate chop. Wah! Master Puppets, Cliff em All notes, huge responses over the last couple weeks. Cliff em All. Cliff them all, kill them all, cliff them, ride the lightning, cliff them, and here's the mop, cliff them. Uh, they just keep getting more popular. The response has been amazing. The email inbox has been overflowing at a podcast for all at gmail.com. This is going to be fun. Yeah, I'm ready to dive in, but first, there's been some interesting things happening in the world lately. The world, the planet, the universe, or Metallica world? All of the above. Okay, what do you got? Well, I want to jump into my free speech for the dumb right off the bat because it was one that I actually found today. So, you know, week to week, we like to do our segment, and I'm always looking for things that are humorous or dumb or whatever it is, and usually I fall a little short. But this week, I'm telling this, you, man. This must be good. We're only a minute in. Tell me if you would spend $5,000 on something that you couldn't get anymore. Um, yes. How about water from Disney's Splash Mountain Ride? <laughs> a bag? And it, not just any bag. No. 
a regular Ziploc bag. No. With black permanent marker that says Disney Splash Mountain last day one twenty two twenty three. Because obviously that ride is no more. Someone saved some water, put it in a bag, and it's sold for five thousand dollars. Splash Mountain's like that flume like log shoot ride, correct? Yeah, I think of the log ride from like Mall of America, or the flume, or the way from Valley Fair. If you're familiar with Minnesota, yeah, Minnesota right now. So a Ziploc bag full of water from Splash Mountain for five k. Yep, almost just, just some water. Yeah, that's. Well, when you asked me the question, would I buy something for five k that I couldn't get anymore? I was referring to like a classic, like old Ferrari, Corvette, vintage, you know. 5k for a car they don't make anymore yeah i'm in how about 5k for some water that you're not going to be able to get no more uh no my tap here in the kitchen works just fine rumor has it that there's still some chlorine some spit (laughs) some piss some blood maybe even some semen in that water who knows what was going on after hours in the park yeah i'll chalk that up as a free speech for the dumb i think you're gonna you already taught me because Mine, I literally, literally saw about 30 minutes ago on my my uh, preferred cable news network. See, look at us finding our dumb segment of the week, the day of. My, you're familiar with um, service animals on the uh, airlines? Yeah. I've seen them before. Yeah. Seen it. I've had dogs. I've had cats. I've... I've had a pig. A pig? And the one that takes the prize, I've had a service peacock in the cabin. Dude, that's actually pretty legit when you have a fucking peacock. A peacock. And he did decide to spread his wings in the cabin, and it took up most of that entire row. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> unbelievable. I've never seen a peacock... Wait, I was going to say, I don't think, no, maybe I have. I take that back. I was going to say, I don't think I've ever seen a peacock in real life, but I have seen them at the zoo. Oh, uh, that would count. That counts. But the fact that you just open up the door and bam, there it is. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of I'm kind of lost for words right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what I saw in the news tonight, though, for my free speech for the dumb, a group of people in Connecticut are trying to pass a law that you can have a skunk as a service animal. That's... No, no fucking joke. That's fucking weird. Now, do you want to sit next to the peacock, the pig, I've had a couple Great Danes, or the skunk, Mr. Winslow? Um, hmm. None of them. A lot they of pros and stink. cons. <laughs> they all stink. I'm not a big animal person. I don't... I don't hate animals, but I'm just... I used to be a big dog person. I grew up with dogs. Uh, but it's been so long since I've had a pet that now I realize that even when you you wash your dog regularly, like, they they, they, they smell. I mean, my kids kind of smell too, but... <laughs> Maybe it's you that smells, Jeff. I've smelled your ba- your backpack before. I smell great. We your all backpack smell great. doesn't. We wash daily. <laughs> we're, we're a washing family. You bathe once a week? Wow. Once a month? You gotta, gotta save water. Town. Well, you gotta save water when it's 5,000, you know, in a Ziploc bag these days. 
That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna, <laughs> you know what I would do is I would buy that Magic Mountain fucking wash and I'd dump it on my head and make not, a video not, of it. Not Magic Mountain. You're already getting your words twisted around. Splash Mountain. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. From our pop-up surprise episode a few weeks ago, uh, before Ride the Lightning Cliff of Notes, I gave Screaming Suicide a six. Remember those days? I do remember those days. And I believe you were at like a 4.5. I think it was like a 3.5. I don't remember. So many moons ago. Actually, I do remember. I have it written down right here. 3.5. Wow. Those were the days, man. Mm -hmm. Those were the the days. The other horse flies were a 6 and 7. I was a 6. You were at a 3.5. I've moved it up a little bit. I have too. It's officially become a 4. A solid 4. From everyone that messaged us that said, let it grow, Jeff and I did let it grow, uh-huh. and I'm at a 6.5, up from a 6. <laughs> Look at that. We've bloomed. We're learning. We're blossoming. We're growing. You learned me. Get learnt with Ricky. Getting learnt. Learn me, baby. <laughs> Still not digging the Judas Kiss fills. I'm digging more guitar parts, and I've always dug the lyrics. Uh, it's... Lyrically, one of the best from the last maybe 10 to 15 years, in my opinion. Agreed. It's it's up there. Um, it's unfortunate because, like I said, I really like the verse. I like that, that riff that the, that's in the verse. I like the way James sings it. I just, once you get to the chorus, it's it's really, it, it takes a lot away from the song. And unfortunately for me, I'll take a song with a semi-lackluster verse, but a really awesome chorus over a song with a great verse and a, you know, kind of boring, lackluster chorus any day. Because the chorus is supposed to be that big, grand part of the song. I will say, though, the I listened to it again, and the solo has grown on me. I, I didn't really shit on it too much when we did our review, but it it's grown on me a little bit. I don't mind it. Throwing down a rope, a lifeline of hope. Still my favorite line, 6.5. It's a good line, but every time I hear it, I think of Ralphie May, the comedian, when he was talking about talking about the Pope, and he said you could get your Pope on a rope. So every time I hear <laughs> anything, I hear the word rope, I just for some reason think of Pope on a rope. Well, maybe Hatfield's going to hang with the Pope soon. You never know. So when he says a sign of hope, I'm waiting him. For him to say, chilling with the Pope or something. <laughs> I'm going to do a first on a podcast for all. I have to take my shirt off. It's too hot in here. Oh, that's that's great. Um, it's like I, I have one. to take my headphones off to do this so you can talk it, while I'm undressing. Just one layer. Don't worry. It's one degree here in Minnesota. So, you know, I don't feel bad that. Oh, look what shirt I have on underneath. He's got a shirt with two heads on it. (laughs) Two skulls looking at each other. The band starts with an M and ends with an A. I wonder what shirt that is. Huh. Never seen it before. Two heads looking into each other's eyes. M and an A. Maybe next week I'll be up to a 7 from a 6.5. Maybe suicide is going to keep growing on me. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to go. Lux right now is at an 8. Screaming's at a 6.5. I don't know if Screaming Suicide is going to grow much further past it for me. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. As of now, I felt 
pretty good that it had already improved a little bit. I, I give you credit. We, we take things slowly around here, man. The well, slow process. Maybe you should watch the lyric video they released this week so you can really learn the words. <sighs> learn yourself. Lyrics, schmirics, I don't need that. Lyrics are for rookies, man. Are you going to go to the movie theater the about five hours before it's technically released to the planet? I can't say I have plans to. And this is, I'm kind of torn on this because I always preach about how I'm all for their their capitalistic make your money, you know. You like that. That I do, but this one is weird. It's a movie theater. You go there to watch movies, not listen to records. What are you going to... You got to imagine that hopefully they'll have some kind of visual aid to go along with it. Otherwise, no, you're going to stare at a yellow crib for 78 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> and you're just going to sit in what a light movie theater or a dim movie theater with your friends. And I mean, I can see like if like a chapter party is going to do it, you have like a huge ass group of people, you know, the camaraderie and all that. Like that's understandable. That's a good idea. But just like to go by yourself or, I mean, I guess, I don't know. It's kind of a cash grab. You know what I mean? That's exactly what I thought it was. It is. It's it's kind of weird. It, it, if it's with the right people, it'd be fun. But exactly. I don't want to pay twenty two fifty to go hear a record that I'm going to get four hours later on my phone, on my home, in my car, et cetera. Yep. Yep. Agreed. And that's where it was like, and not to, it's not to dog on anyone that would go there by themselves. I just, me personally, it just seems kind of crazy. If you're going to pay to go listen to it, you're going to pay to. Maybe there's some extra features behind the scenes. Now, if that, that's the thing though. Now, if they did that, I'm like Shane getting interviewed by Adam Duba. You never know if that's going to be on the screen or not. It might be, it might not be, but like, even if there was like a, you know, half an hour, 40 minute kind of making of video that played after that right there in itself, that would make it a hundred percent worth it to me. Dude. I just realized no wonder I'm so warm. (laughs) So I just took my sweatshirt off. I'm down to my Sabbath true shirt. Yeah. I have the fan on in here. I just realized I have my swimming trunks on underneath my shorts. So I'm going to take my shorts off now. You're just like, you're double layered up. You had a shirt over your shirt. You well, had pants over your shorts. Dude, you live in Florida. You don't need to wear layers. Well, I mowed the lawn in my swim trunks, and I have them on underneath my shorts because I realized I had to run an errand, so I threw shorts on over my swim trunks before I got in the car. Just hang on a sec. Wow. Losing Layers, Season wearing, 11, Episode 6. I'm wearing jeans with a t-shirt and a flannel and a hat because even in my basement, it's still kind of cold. I thought we were going to talk about Master of Puppets, and here I am just getting undressed for this fucking episode. Well, let's get to it. We were supposed to have a guest with us talking about it, but he decided he didn't want to show up tonight. We were supposed to have a guest. Throwing down a rope, a lifeline of hope. Pizzle, wake up. We were supposed to have Mike Presley, our... The the famous Pizzle that you guys hear us say goodbye (laughs) to at the end of every episode. Our fellow brother, Mike Presley, we all know him as Pizzle was supposed to be here 31 minutes ago, but uh, I can't wait to hear why he's not here. That's what's going to even make it better. And Master of Puppets is his favorite record, too. Favorite record, Cliff's his boy. But, you know, (laughs) 
we might have to invite him back for the justice for, justice for all <laughs> so he can talk about all the base that's not on that record. <laughs> so if you're listening, Pizzle, which I know you are, save the link because justice is coming up here real soon and yo ass is getting up on this. Cliff, <laughs> Cliff of Notes from Master Puppet. Hopefully he signs in right at the end of damage when it's going debt, 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 do, 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 do. So, yeah, I really like the album. Oh, hey, Pizzle, we just finished. What do you think of Damage, Inc.? Oh, I love it. Let's just go through it again, and we're done. Okay, well, there's that, and goodbye, and goodbye. And goodbye, and goodbye, and goodbye. Good night, Pizzle. Good night, Master Puppets. Good night, Season 11, Episode 6, and goodbye. And there you have it, 15 minutes in, and we're done. I want him to sign in because I actually have jump in the fire for you and Pizzle to go up against each other with. Well, save it for when he comes back on the next one. I know, but I want to do it tonight. I actually have a new book. Have you checked this out? The Badass Metallica Trivia Book came out like a month ago. Okay, well, you can't quiz me if I don't have someone to go up against. Well, I'm going to quiz you. You're going to take all the questions. I'm not taking all. You can one. You can choose one. It's actually a really good book, but they're simple. You you already know ninety percent of this book. Yeah, well, the ten percent that I don't know are the questions you're going to pick. I'm going to go to a random page right now and just give you an example of a question. Okay. You get one question. You're going to listen to it. Ready? (laughs) Okay. And this is a perfect question for you. This comes from the chapter of albums and record deals. Going for a raw, stripped-down sound, which Metallica album was aimed at sounding more like a garage band and was purposely less polished-sounding? Was it Garage Inc., Death Magnetic, St. Anger, or Hardwired to Self-Destruct, Mr. Winslow? Well, one would think... That it would be Garage Inc., but it's Stanger. Final answer? Yeah, I'm going with St. Angry on that one. You are correct. I have a follow-up true or false question based off of that question. All right. What I just said made no fucking sense. I I tried to found... (laughs) I tried to sound sophisticated, but backfired 101. But then you use a big-ass word like sophisticated. I was trying to sound sophisticated, and it was as ugly as I tried to say it. (laughs) True or false, the album Death Magnetic did not feature any guitar solos. True or false, it did not? Well, that's false. It had plenty of solos. (laughs) See, look look all ahead of the times you are. Yay, I win. Okay, well, let me me quit while I'm ahead, while I'm batting a thousand here. Two for two. Ding, ding, ding. We've talked about free speech for the dumb. We've talked about screaming suicide. We've talked about lyric videos. We've talked about Pizzle, Mike Presley sleeping through this episode. (laughs) We've talked about the movie theater. I think it's time to get on with Mop. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to mop the floor. You ready to do some mopping? But we already talked about our favorite album, Ride the Lightning. So why are we going to continue this? Oh, yeah, it's popular and people want to hear it. Damn it. This is that uh, that groundbreaking record that was so ahead of the time that nobody even realized what they were listening to yet. When you hear Master Puppets, what's the first thing you think of? I think of the album cover every time. Mm-hmm. That's just, it's like always the first image. I think of the album cover, I think of a white Gibson Explorer with chrome hardware. 
before everything got black hardware. <laughs> Interesting you say that. Yeah, totally different guitars in those days. I liked the... I wish that he would have kept that going, the white and the chrome. I always thought that that was a, a clean look. Anytime I think of Kirk, I was picturing a Jackson from that era. Jackson V. Oh, yeah. The always. Rhodes. The Rhodes, yeah. Always. You never, you never think of, uh, you know... <laughs> any current guitar he uses really except for that jackson yeah well starting at the top with battery you know after after listening to ride the lightning you hear fight fire with fire it's got the acoustic intro it's the big build-up i'm thinking people had a good idea of where battery was going going to go mm-hmm. you know based upon that and that i know just based battery, off the acoustic yeah, and I know Battery for You is not it's not up there for favorite songs. But goddamn when it actually kicks in, you know, the dun, 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 you know what I mean? Like it's just it's like an entrance like we have arrived. Check this shit out. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And that riff is I mean, it's one of the gnarliest thrash metal riffs ever. Agreed. I've just thought it's always <clears throat> excuse me. It's always been my overkill, overrated song. It's not a bad song. It's just when people talk about it, I'm always like, "Yeah, it's a good okay, song, but you're, it's you're not pumped like to it, hear it." But I'm not, not like it's not masterpiece. Like, no, it, it's thrashy. It's very thrashy. To put it this way, I would take "Fight Fire" every day over "Battery." That's just kind of my style and what I like. Yeah, that's a tough one. My favorite part of Battery is the bridge, where it's not the thrash beat. Fair enough. I mean, my favorite part—that part. My favorite part's that—it's the intro when the guitars kick in with the harmony and all of that. Right before it goes slow, heavy part. Right before it goes into the main riff, but I love the—it's the classic Metallica formula. You have this intro, and then it right to just the James riff before everyone kicks in. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's a great formula, and it worked. And if you have a good riff, Creeping Death, you know, Battery. I'll take the Creep blackened. riff over Battery, though. That was just your life? I mean, all of them. Yes, especially intro. Exactly. And Battery, for the longest time, was a huge live staple on their set. It was. I know we try to talk about records, but I kind of like last week how we were talking about live aspects as well, of Lightning. Yeah, yeah. The song seemed like, I always felt like, especially, you know, in the in the formative years, you feel like, you know, for me, or myself personally, I should say, mm-hmm. you know, battery was included a lot. So I always felt like, all right, that's, that's going to stay in the set no matter what. Maybe not every single night, but damn near. And it seems like it's kind of dwindled away. Maybe it has something to do with it's a faster paced song, and I mean, hell, let's get paid the same amount to play something a little bit easier than fast double bass, you know, fast solos, fast riffs. I just it just dawned on me as you were talking that my favorite part isn't really played live anymore. Think of that bridge before they go into think all that's all been removed. Yeah, that's that's weird. I I've always 
been curious to know why they did that with their songs. Well, I shouldn't say why. I shouldn't say why. Yeah, I was going to say I know why, but at the same time, why? Does that make sense? How does it feel to be alive? Right into it rather than stint. How many bands do you know of? consistently do that with songs. I mean, they've done that with quite a few songs where they've shortened them up and cut parts out and this and that. I mean, think about it. How many bands shorten their actual original songs? I can't think of many at all that have done that. I'm thinking that like do my, it like my top five favorite bands and not one even comes to mind. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting, I'm thinking of interesting like, concept. Yeah. And only Metallica could get away with it. And yeah. for the most part, people not even bat an eye at it. You know what I mean? Because I think about it, or I should say, when I hear it live, it do, I it's just whatever. It's like, all right, that's the song. They're playing it. It's not until you actually sit and think about it that you're like, well, fuck, that's kind of weird. Like, they have a good handful of songs that they chop parts of it out that they don't play. Blackened. Yeah, exactly. Evil. <clears throat> I have a frog in my throat. Where the fuck did that scene come from? <clears throat> I don't know. A frog in your throat. Kid, Are you kidding me? Where's Bill when we need him? He could be looking this up for us. Yeah, the God Mike, Bill McClure. You and I could move on to talking about puppets track two while he looks up the term frog in your mouth. In your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Circle of destruction, hammer comes crushing, powerhouse of energy. Okay, Bill has an answer. I actually do have an answer. Fury dominating flurry. You do? Your naked lady machine, a.k.a. Google.com, has an answer? Yes, the expression to have a frog in one's throat first appeared in the United States during the 1800s and comes from the fact that a person is so afflicted, a person so afflicted sounds as if he is croaking like a frog. Oh, croaking. I get Croaking, it. Okay. yeah. The more all, you know. all the stories floating around the internet about frogs being a medieval cure for various <laughs> things is fake or false. Now, just think that took ninety seconds to look up and you to tell me we we'd already be on the thing that should not be by the time Bill had this figured out. Yeah, what the hell, <clears throat> Bill? We know you listen. Just come on, just come on the show. Just just do it, man. Just like Nike, just do it. We texted him, and he didn't even text us back. I'm like, what's no. going on here? <laughs> and we had such good names for him. <clears throat> There's that frog again. We had I such thought... good names for him. What was your favorite out of those? Oh, man. I liked Spit Out the Bill. I thought that was pretty good. Just a bill away? <laughs> I'm a 45. I like... I'm a 45. <laughs> I thought that Better Bill, than bill. was good. Broken beat and Bill. <laughs> You know, instead of kill them all, we've got Bill them all, and we'll put his face on the kill them all cover doing this. Oh, how I picture the record? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and okay. It, we, <laughs> we, need to, we need to send that And there's off. a caption in red that says, yeah, okay. It says, yeah, okay, where the hammer is. Yeah, Bill them all. Of, and instead of saying kill them all, it says Bill them all. <laughs> Larry Levine, get, get on that. <laughs> we need to send him a picture of Bill, and he needs to... <laughs> be the best thing i've ever seen in my life bill them all and with with his profile shot he needs to have his baseball cap on backwards look (laughs) (laughs) instead of the blood it's the ball cap bill them all we need to get that picture stat 
Larry Levine, Bill McClure Jr. on Facebook, baseball cap on backwards, and Bill Amal on the sledgehammer. Do you got that? <laughs> we'll find a picture on his Facebook and send it to him. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be fun. Okay, the frog's out of my throat. I already sang some lyrics to Battery. People get too excited. That's my only opinion. Is it a great song? Yes. On a scale of 1 to 10, I'd give Battery an 8. It's just Same I don't, as I, Lux. I don't get it, it as excited as the rest of the Metallica family do about it. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Great song. Fair enough. Fair enough. How about, because you're talking about excitement. You're talking about the way people react to the song. <clears throat> now, with a song like Master of Puppets, how does that, because obviously that's a song that it's almost borderline listener fatigue only because of how overplayed yes. it is. But is that a song that, you know, it comes on and you're feeling like, you know, you'd rather, it's not, is that a piss break song for you? No. <laughs> Puppets is hard to describe. I'd probably give Puppets a nine and a half. But not <clears throat> it's also it's it's that masterpiece of a song. It's it got, is. It's, it's, it's got it's, a big intro, it's got dude, it, an iconic riff, it's got a catchy chorus. See, that's the thing. Look at Puppets has got that it's got Puppets that Puppets has it all. It's got the hook because the chorus it's a metal song, but it's still catchy enough to where everybody can sing along with it. You know what I mean? It's got the interlude. It's got the melody. That's what Screaming Suicide is missing. Yes. And I'm not saying that it needs to be a masterpiece of a melodic you know, yes. thing, but it, it needs something that you can hum along to. I feel like other than the line that you really enjoy, there's not much where you're feeling like you're going to sing along with that song. Well said. Puppets is the masterpiece it is. of that record. It's the masterpiece of uh, probably their the career. The 1980s. It's probably the top three songs of their 42 years. The only beef I have with it is when we play it, It's that's when I realize how repetitive it is. It's a very repetitive song. It, I mean, we're, but, we're, uh, we're eight minutes. We're, we're pushing nine minutes, and I'm like, you, you could have trimmed a couple of these out, buddy. When I think about Puppets, although it may not be my favorite song, it may not be my go-to song, I think it might be... Now that I'm th- I mean, that might be the best written song they've ever written. Whoa, 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 whoa. Last really week, might... I made a big statement that we time-stamped about Fade to Black. I know, and, and Fade you to said, Black is my and favorite. You, and you said, I'm right there with you. And now this week, seven days later, you're you're going from Fade to Master? Which is crazy because Master's not even like a top five favorite song for Make me. Make your mind up. Is he going to kill us or is he going to shit? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. Puppets might be the song. It might be that... that... The best, not favorite, but the best. We're doing this right on the fly right now, and voting yeah. for all is Master of Puppets, the greatest, not favorite, but greatest song Metallica has ever written. Life of death becoming clearer. And voting for all, season eleven, episode six. What was the question again? 
is it the best is song Master ever? of Puppets the greatest song? And I'm not talking about your favorite song. I'm not. I don't mean great as in. I mean like just on a whole level, the entire package, what it brings to the table. The, greatest Metallica song ever, or greatest song of all time? No, not greatest song of all time. Greatest Metallica song written, because we all know that's Bread Fan. Okay. <laughs> A song that's not even Metallica's <laughs> is the greatest song ever. <laughs> yeah, dude. Budgie 101. Rocket Queen? <laughs> uh, if you're asking for my vote... I think yes. No. I think it. I think it's. I think it is. I'm still on Fade to Black, a statement I'm going to have to hold true to for... Many years since it's time stamped last week. I, you can't move me away from Fade to Puppets for the best song ever. Oh, yeah. See, and that's it's tough because I like Fade so much more. I like the way it's put together. But now next I, week, you're going to say one is the greatest no, song of all time. No, okay. I already thought about that as we were sitting here. I was like, I was thinking mind about up, it. Jeffrey. Because Justice obviously is, you know, a top favorite Metallica song for me. But even that, that's not. You know, I've said a lot of things, but as I'm sitting here thinking about it at this moment, because I'm thinking when I think of like goat status, greatest of all time status, Mm -hmm. it's not just the song itself. It's also the impact that it makes, too. It's also the it's everything. You know what I mean? And I got to say, I think Puppets is that song. And voting for all polls open early Thursday morning, closing late Thursday night with results on Friday. I also realized, think of Master of Puppets for how many years they didn't play that full song live. It was just half version. Yep. I like the half version. I like when we do that. It's short. It's nice. (coughs) I like Master Terium too. Now, oh, I got to get that frog. Dude, this frog is deep. Deep. That's <coughs> deep <fucked>. river. <laughs> Master Terium. I like playing a lot better than the full version of Master Puppets. For those of you unfamiliar, first half of Puppets, the bridge is the intro to Sanitarium. As the bridge of Sanitarium ends into the second half of Master Puppets. Very common during the M2K, Y2K mini tour. I love playing that. It was fun. I like playing them separate, but I I definitely I enjoyed it because it was something we didn't do as often. Something you didn't hear as often, so it was just kind of a nice fresh take. Think of how classic. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's amazing to think of how big the song Master Puppets is. And throughout the entire 90s, think for a decade, they only played the half version. Well, the first half is the most iconic half of the song. (laughs) True. But that's a long time to not play one of your main songs in its entirety. I take that back. I believe they brought it back during the 98 uh, Reload um, Sheds Tour, I think. Don't quote me. And then you get to the 2000s and you get people that are singing the harmonized solo. Yeah, in the that's true. I mean, that's true. And then and from basically the 2000s on, that's what it's been. Everyone sings that part. I mean, Especially it's, in the stadium. 
they sing the solo. Yeah. It's crazy. Do, 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 Jeff Winslow is in the cold. Even when I was a kid, when I first heard that, I was like, oh, I don't know if I like that. I'm like, that's kind of weird. And as they kept doing it over the years, I definitely grew to enjoy it. Just that crowd interaction and, you know, hearing an entire arena singing that it's, it's pretty amazing. Last week we talked about a lot of, uh, not a lot of, but Ride the Lightning's artwork, how it's your favorite and my favorite. Every time I think of Master of Puppets, I asked you this like 10 minutes ago, you think of the, the album cover? I think of a quote that James said a couple years ago about all those people in those graves, how short are they? Oh, yeah, because of how close they are. <laughs> yes. And ever since he said that quote, every time I look, I'm always noticing how how close the markers are. And there's like, there's, there's, some, there's some small cats buried in there. Yeah, it was the pet cemetery. I was gonna say midget, but that's not politically correct anymore. No, I per, think they, per CNN. I think they prefer little people. Little people. Little people big world. You ever watch that show about that family on that farm? The show's fucking weird, man. And not be <laughs> not because they're little people, but just because reality TV is weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. Track three. Are you ready to move on, Mr. Winslow? I'm ready to move on. I was just about to say, let's let's move on to I thought you were gonna heavier say, and lower tune things. I thought you were going to say, it's time for a big old fat motherfucker called the thing that should not be. Pizzle was supposed to say that. And, uh, about the heaviest number known to mankind, it's a big old fat motherfucker called the thing that should not be. Yeah, instead he's sleeping at 11.54 p.m., 10.54 Central Time. He's sleeping on the couch, bruh? I wanted to ask him about his new and improved Dodge Ram that he's done all the work to. I really wanted to hear his opinions, and, well, I wanted him, I, I know them, I wanted him to share his opinions and thoughts on Orion. I thought he'd have some really great things to say. I'll fill in for him. I can play that on bass, no problem. I can play it in my sleep. It's an easy song. What I was referring to is I can air guitar the bass parts to that song really well, and it looks close. Speaking of that, we got to derail for a second. They make... Okay, so I just found this. I got to pull this up. This shit is crazy. It's called Aerodrum. You ever heard of that? No. Oh, dude. You're going to want this shit, especially uh, being... What doing what you do, you could take this with you. They're drumsticks. They play and, the sound in the air. You can literally air drum and you put headphones on. You can connect it to a DOS, so like Logic. You can use Superior Drummer to you what? can literally picture me doing that in the cockpit. Yeah, hold it closer right there. Holy shit. That looked actually pretty accurate. Yeah, did you hear it too? Yeah. It's insane. It's literally, I don't know how they created this technology, but you can literally eardrum. How does like the something... stick know where my snare is from the hi-hat and like Tom 2? They explain it. It's like a program. Set it up on like a laptop like, and say, here's my. Essentially, this is, yeah, it's like what, you know, your play area is. You put your headphones on, you figure out where each, you know, thing is, your symbols. Wow. And you can have, yeah, you can obviously so can I set it that. up to, for my configuration where my crashes and my toms are at? I think so, yeah. That would be trippy. 
So like you could literally put your headphones on and just sit there and jam to you could have your kicks, you know, your feet and yeah. Wow. It's it's insane. I just came across it. I'm like, fuck, it's you know how like, sweet that would be at work. Level off at forty thousand feet. Dent dun 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 in the cockpit. <laughs> <laughs> No, the the screaming suicide Judas Kiss feel. <laughs> Crazy technology, man. I am almost considering buying it. It's like $300. If it's accurate and on the money and user-friendly, that's cheap. It's very cheap. And if it's, it's a piece of shit and it's delayed by a millisecond, I won't even pay $13 for it. <laughs> well, it's got pretty good. It's got pretty good reviews so far. I just you started talking about the airbase. It made me think of it. Back to I love the thing it. that should not be. The thing that should not be from forty thousand feet playing air drums. Love that part. It's got this it's got this dark riff with this very clean guitar, but with like the flanger on it, it sounds it just kinda has this eerie down in the swamp kind of sound and it's the first time we hear them tune down for a song it's like okay it's it's traces of black sabbath yeah, you know they, they tune yeah that almost doom metal sound and that's a good, that's a good description doomy sludge i never thought of that song as being like a sabbath kind of feel but it totally is and who would have thought that a song like that that's not really a critically acclaimed song. It's not one that's in the public eye. They don't play it that right. often, but that would pave the way for songs like "Sad but True," "Devil's Dance," "Dream No More," "Too Far Gone," of a forty-five. Drain you of your sanity. <laughs> yeah, when he kind of sounds crazy. That evil laugh. <laughs> yep. Some of my favorite lyrics on the record, too. That song has got some cool lyrics. They're huge. And it's simple. And there's, when you look at the song, there's not that many lyrics, but Crawling Chaos Underground, Cult has summoned Twisted Sound. It's all about that live version of Binge and Purge with how powerful James's voice sounds. Yes. They are out for blood with that song. That song might be one of the heaviest songs they play that whole entire concert. <laughs> I just thought you were going to say heaviest song known to mankind. <laughs> What's heavier? Thing? Sad? Devils? Or Dream? I would go Thing, Dream, Devils, Sad. That would be the... Oh, Okay. I like the I like the ranking. I was just asking for the top. Oh right, that'd probably be. I'd put thing at the top too. Sad and and devils are are close. When you think of, just think of how simple the intro is to thing, but it is so fucking dark and heavy. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. And with that that kind of, it's the fact that James had that Roland jazz chorus, and he has a very signature sound but this time instead of using the chorus like he's got this this flange on it and it gives it like i said with it being kind of bright and chimey sounding but having that flange on there like it just sounds dark and eerie and like 
Yeah, you know, that's what it's supposed to be. Something's out there lurking. Great old one. Forbidden sight. Interesting solo. Definitely an interesting solo. It's a little bit more on the whammy bar slayer side, but that solo reminds me of the outlaw torn solo and jeff will vouch that i refer to that as a pig being slaughtered type sound (laughs) yeah it's got that very squealy just kind of almost alien sound it's like meat grinder like throw the animal in alive and here's what the song's gonna sound like uh shane his name is corpse grinder actually sorry forgot about that Master of Puppets has been played um, a little bit more than The Thing That Should Not Be. Would you like to take a guess, Jeff, at how many times The Thing That Should Not Be has been played in the past 87 years? 187 times. Pretty good guess, 266. Oh, wow. That was actually a little bit closer than I thought it would be. I thought I was going to be way off with it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, at first I was going to go low with it, but then I thought about it. I'm like, wait a minute. They played it like every freaking night on the Justice Tour. So heaviest known to mankind. I'm ready to move on to my favorite song on the record. Yeah, probably mine too, honestly. Not yeah. greatest, but most favorite. Yeah, it's, yeah. Looking at it right now, that is that would be my favorite song on the record too. Interesting uh, ballad song because you and I are ballad guys. I just figured that out. We are ballad guys. We are. And you're not so metal, Jeff. You might have long hair, but you're not metal. This song definitely out of all the ballads is the heaviest of their of their ballads. I got to think about other ballads. Okay, this is heavy, uh, heavier than fade. Yep. Heavier than one. One's got the just. It's just the, it's just the end. But think about. I don't know about that. Think about the chorus of this song. And then that fat versus. As far as energy and just, I I would pick Sanitarium over one. I'm thinking about track four is Dirty Window. Unforgiven, definitely. <laughs> Until it sleeps. No, I, I agree too. with you. I just had to think through the whole discography. And I agree. Sanitarium is the heaviest, quote-unquote, track four ballad. Right. It's not the heaviest by far. One is very, very close. Like, we're talking, you know, as far as heavy goes in a ballad. But I think I think Sanitarium edges it out. I think it's a... Violent use brings violent plans. It's probably the next best ballad after Fade out of all their ballads, too. Keep Jeff tied, it makes him well. Yeah, I agree with that. What am I favorite? Yeah, probably. This is, yeah. One of my favorite Kirk solos, too. Yes, definitely. Yep. It's yep I love, been I love in the top that. five, top ten. I love the end solo after Kirk and James do the little harmony solo. 
And then Kurt comes in with that lead. It's fucking That part? Love playing that part. It's because of that end is why I enjoyed playing that song so much. Even though in the beginning when we started playing it, I had a few hiccups on a couple parts. But because of the end of that song, that's why even though we joked around and said that song was my kryptonite for a little while, you never really heard me complain when it was in the set list because I loved playing that end part. It's just it's so much fun. Last week we were talking about Kirk and Lars really drifting from their parts, their inconsistencies mm-hmm. live. And I mentioned Sanitarium is one of those songs out of their whole history that every time they play it live, it is a whole new song live every time you hear it. Maybe not necessarily, but, yeah. you know, James Kirk noticeable, yep, but, yep, but drum-wise, yeah. this is one of those songs where the fills... I can air drum a whole concert, and I'm pretty spot on. But when Sanitarium's in there, you have no idea what he's going to do yeah, in a live kinda, setting. That's kind of like Outlaw. I realize after yes. listening to that live version versus the the album version, it's like fuck. He adds so much in like, <laughs> like literally every single thing. It's different, but it works. Like I could, I could air drum ten out of their sixteen songs to a T with the way he's playing it right now. Yeah. Put Sanitarium in there, every fill. It's like, didn't see that coming. Or it was something from like twenty years ago that he throws in, and the next verse, it's like I didn't see that coming either. Yeah, it's more of like just pick what night you wanna mm-hmm. you wanna play. Like that song's fun to watch him play because it's it's a toss up. It's a jump ball. How about? The next track, Disposable Heroes, is that song fun to watch him play? The next song, track five, Disposable Heroes, I love to listen to. I do not like playing it live. I love playing that song live. I know you do. (laughs) And so does Pizzle. And if Pizzle was here, he could back you up, but he's not. So here we go, one-on-one. This song is a fun song on guitar because it's actually not as hard as everyone thinks it is. So when you're playing it live, everyone's looking at you and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe you're playing this song. And you're like, this song is not as hard as you think it is. It's an endurance test on drums. It's long and it's it's no let up. I will say that about this, even on guitar, you got to have, you got to have a solid picking hand to be able to do this song but if you 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 have some chops you got if you got some chops the song is definitely very manageable and if you don't have the chops back to the front i would say battery is a tougher song than this one in my opinion if the rhythm guitar player is right on the money battery is not hard on drums if the rhythm guitar player is off on battery it's tough that can be a major balancing act underwater basket weaving exercise in a pool kind of song disposable if the drummer is off by a nanosecond of a note it can get dicey there's a lot of cymbal crashes that are in weird places and if you miss them they're really key parts of the song (laughs) basically if you miss small parts and disposable you're fucked yeah and it's 
one of the key parts is coming out of the first chorus going into the second verse. The right back into that second verse. It's like if that part is not like if if we're not all you know spot on with playing the riff with the fill that you're playing and we right. all stop it like that gets weird. But I think you're referring to the when you're going into barking of machine gun fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is but actually my favorite lyric. That's probably my favorite part of the song is that transition going into that second verse. Because it's like, oh, shit, like. Hang on. This shit is fucking serious. You know what I mean? Sounding of the clock that ticks. Get used to it somehow. Those four chokes. Yep. Which I love on the record, but he doesn't play it live. Come on, Lars. Give it the times. I know you're listening. He doesn't want to reach. Maybe he has a frog in his throat and he can't reach those chokes on the crash number two. Yeah, it's because he's choking on a frog. Soldier Jeff, made of clay, now an empty podcaster. This is 21. How old are you? Not 21. How old are you? 29. 29. Only son. (laughs) But he served Apfa well. Anything about disposable? There's a lot about disposable. There's a lot about a lot. It's a long ass song. It's got that, it's that, one of those. That's one of your top ten quotes right there. There's a lot about a lot. That might yeah. be the fucking episode title. Yes, I gotta write that down. There's a lot about a lot. <laughs> Hell yeah! So you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? There's a lot about a lot. I might have to make a T-shirt that says that. Fuck yeah, dude. Official AFA shirts that say <laughs> not it's a lot too far gone. There's a lot about a lot. Oh man, I'm gonna start if... saying that at work. Hey Shane, I haven't seen you in a while. What's going on? Oh, there's a lot about a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, if Bill was on the God mic, he'd have that shit ordered by now on for some T-shirt oh, factory shit. Yeah, he'd go to Wish.com and he'd already have them. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get that, everyone? There's a lot about a lot. <laughs> Words to live by, by the way. See us oh, next week for your next uh, inspirational quote. <laughs> oh, dude, that was absolute gold. Hell yeah. We need a segment that revolves around that somehow. Do you have a oh. song that should not be? No, but there's a lot about a lot. <laughs> I got all sorts of quotes like that for days. I'm going to save them. Oh, dude, that was... That was money. We're keeping that in there. <laughs> Guess how many times they played disposable? Is it more or less than thing? Less. I had a feeling. Um, 165. Oh, look how close you were. 159. All right. All right, Hamilton. <laughs> All right, Hamilton. There's a lot about a lot. <laughs> Dude, that was a Spicoli saying. I know. Yeah, eat some pizza, learn about Cuba. 159. That's why we still get pumped when they do play it live, because it's like, ooh, that's rare. I'd agree with that one. Leper Messiah. This is an interesting song, because you've got the... One, two, five, four, three, two, one. When I was a kid, I never understood what the point of that was. I now still I, don't understand what the point of it is. <laughs> it's no different than Pantera. Like 
Yeah. Farts stink like a motherfucker. <laughs> Is that what he says? Yeah. Are you I'm serious? Sure. I'm pretty sure. I never knew that. Again, if Bill was here. That's what he says before that song starts? I I think so. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what I always thought he said. You have that on your phone? Of course you do. Of course I do. Come on, dude. Who needs Bill? Jeff's on the God mic. I've got all of this. Farts I, stink like a motherfucker. I think he says farts stink like a motherfucker. Farts stink like a motherfucker. I never knew that's what he said. domination can we real quick all agree that heresy off that record is the most injustice for all sounding song ever like literally this should have been a b-side for injustice for all Like, that is so metallic sounding right there. It's like black and kind of stuff. That's what I'm saying. First time I ever heard that song, I was like, that is the most metallic sounding thing I've ever heard. Were you like, is that track 10 on Ajfa? It could. It's B-Sides, man. Beyond Injustice for All. I like it. One, two, one, two, three, four, five. Every time I think of Leper, I think of the count off. Yeah. And I think of, this is going to sound so fucked up. I picture a circus with clowns. Oh, you don't picture the the priest on TV? No. What do they call those? Because I'm always thinking of circus comes to town, you play the lead <laughs> clown. Televangelist. Televangelist. That's a big word. Who wrote the better televangelist song, Ozzy or Metallica? Leper or Miracle Man? <laughs> I like Miracle Man. I love Miracle Man. I the like Rest for the Wicked lot. is one of my favorite Ozzy records. I, I, I like that a lot. But every time I think of Leper, I I mean, I know what it's about. I, mm-hmm. We all know what it's about, but I always think of that circus and clown. I, yep. <laughs> I picture like a circus tent when, when we play that song. <laughs> a couple oh, weeks man. back ago, we're like... What's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of this or when you're playing it live? I always picture Leopard like in a circus tent. God damn it. Now I'm going to be thinking of fucking caramel corn and shit when I hear that song and elephants yeah. and peanuts and elephants lions. jumping through rings of fire and shit. Yeah, fucking rhinos and shit. <laughs> Leper. Leper is a great song, but if there was one song that you had to delete from that record, it'd be Leper. In my opinion, you might be different. That's a tough one. Little bit of sludge. I like at the end during the solo and like the double bass kind of on and off shit is it's awesome, but it's like there's always that kind of redheaded stepchild that doesn't belong on a certain record. I'm not slamming this song at all, but it's that one song that it's just it's not like the other seven. See, I feel like I'd probably take damage off if I had to take any single song what? off. 
Wow. Obviously, I don't dislike the song. I'm just saying if I had to remove one song from that record and make it a seven-song LP, would that bring it down to an EP then? (laughs) Remember 80 years ago when we had our five songs on our I Disappear Island? Right. Like, you know, hundreds of episodes ago. Damage is one of my songs. It's still on my list. Is it? Yeah. I like Damage. Fuck, that's a tough one, but I like Leper, too. You have to... I know. I know. But Battery and Damage are like... They're like bookends for the record. Ultimate Thrash, Ultimate Thrash, beginning to end. And there's your Smithsonian masterpiece. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. But when you think of how that record starts... That could have been the masterpiece to end the record. No. When you have a masterpiece like this, right time, you know, the stars align and everything hit a grand slam. When you think of how that record starts and ends, you can't fuck with damage on there. Maybe. Maybe. Wow. I don't know. Maybe Powerful I'm just. Statement. Maybe I just don't like bass players. Those, that yeah, whole bass they don't and show up. Yeah, where the frig you at, boy? Powerful statement. I I like how you stood by it because I'm really pushing you on this. Yeah, I think I'd probably, like I said, it's not like I I dislike the song. It's just if I had to choose one song to remove off the record, that's probably the song that should not be. That's probably what I'd pick. Wow. I like Leper. I think Leper is good. It's got good groove. It's kind of a funny sounding song, so it kind of makes you want to, like, you know, move your head and. Witchery, weaken in, seize the sheep are gathering. It's got a good solo. Oh, the solo's amazing. The interlude. Mm Mm-hmm. And I always loved when they did the little jam of it in the 90s and James... (laughs) I think you're referring to cunning stunts that cunning jam and that's what i'm saying it's kind of a goofy song and you think they're gonna play it even though they're like in the wrong tuning it's just it's got that that's something he can throw that in there and make it sound kind of goofy and just you know what i mean but we all know that it's still it's got weight people enjoy hearing it yeah now, since you were so close on your disposable guess, how many times have they played Leper, Mr. Winslow? 379. You are so far off, I don't even want to tell you the number. I don't even, I honestly. Oh, 118, that's it. For some reason, I thought that song that's has rare. gotten played more. I thought it'd be a little higher than that as well. Wow, that's not good. I can't wait to talk about Dino Douche's favorite song from Chicago. Yeah, unfortunately, this is the one that we were supposed to dive into Pizzle's mind for. But you know what? You said that you've got all of it because you can airbase it. So, Mr. Airbase player. Is it the best out of all their instrumentals? Best or favorite? Best. There's only one answer. Oh, I know your answer is yes, and I know your favorite answer is also yes to this song. It is not my favorite, but is it their best? Yes. 100%. Song, 
song has got some heavy riffing. I remember when I was a it kid. It has so much white. Like you always say, it's got like heavy. I always say it has like that warmth. It does have warmth, There's but it's so much depth to it. When I was younger, not that Metallica is not like a heavy band. Of course, they're a fucking heavy band. But there was always a part in that song to me that the riff was so heavy when I was a kid that I was like, this doesn't belong in this band. Like, it's almost too heavy. It's where it goes to the. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. To me, that part always had so much fucking just groove and heaviness. I'm like, fuck, I wish they would have done a whole song with that riff. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of surround it with that riff. But great song. Uh, one of the few times I don't mind hearing an instrumental. I don't dislike instrumentals. They're just not my favorite. I, Orion. I, vocals. I hear you. Orion is a true masterpiece, though. Not my favorite. I still prefer Call of Cthulhu, but it's... It's on Jeff the would, masterpiece As Jeff level. would say... It's the best. It's the best. <laughs> now, I'm going to break some news to you that you probably don't even know. But this part live, this, not live, but just playing it in general, is a pain in the ass. Just check this out, San Diego. Check it out. Check it out. Not that part. <laughs> this part right here. No. This part's easy. Let me get to the hard part. Hang on. Hey, this man, sometimes the, doing that Phil Rudd 4-4 in the pocket is tough. Yeah, sometimes that's so boring you forget where you're at, and you're like, oh, shit. Is it chorus or verse time? Right. Hold on here. I'm clicking the screen like it's YouTube, like I can fast forward 15 seconds, and it doesn't have that feature. Yeah, see, I always forget that YouTube can do that, so I never, I never use it. I'm always using the little slider. I'll just let it play out here while we talk about it. This part right here, right here. That that those two little quick kicks. You got to make it sure back it's... in on one. Well, and then going back into the main riff, too. But like I said, that riff is right so there. Heavy. It sounds so simple. But if you play drums, go sit down and play that part right now without fucking it up right from the start. It's such an off time, non standard non-Lars Ulrich type change that you have to think about it as you're playing it. It's so simple, it's a bitch. So that's why they don't play it live, is because Lars doesn't want to have to think. I love playing Orion live because it's a breather for me, and when we play it, everyone's like, oh, fuck, yeah, this is amazing. Yeah, and it actually be... Well, not going to lie. A- it became a, a staple in our set for quite some time, actually. It was nice to have that in there. It gave Chris a good vocal break. Yeah, and it was nice because, Fun you to know, play. Pizzle loves it. You love it. Chris gets a vocal break. I love it. It's always fun during the interlude to go sit on the on the stands or on the, the riser or the cabs or just something. Walk out to the crowd and do that little interlude part. It's always fun. 
Another great solo. Oh god, yeah. And then great bass solo, great guitar solo. Simple song, but very effective with the chord phrasings, the the melody line of it. I mean, it's like you said, it's a masterpiece. You know what I realized when I was in junior high reading the liner linear notes? What's that? When when you read through the puppet's notes, and I was referring to like the CD booklet when I was like in the back of the school bus listening to my Discman. Yeah, the, the Discman. Wherever it said like solo Burton, solo Hammett, I always thought like a guitar solo was like the guitarist is the only person playing like it was a true solo oh right like how it would be if you were in like choir <laughs> class or band class yeah yep like i played in jazz ensemble from seventh grade through like senior year of high school and it's like shane you're gonna have a 40 second drum solo it's like okay i've got 40 seconds to show off my shit here we go yeah so when i when i read these notes as a you know junior high player i was i was like Where's the solo at in this thing? It's what the fucking book says. Yeah, I don't solo. I didn't fucking hear no solo. I heard a bunch of gobbledygook, but I didn't hear no solo. <laughs> yeah, it's like I know I know Cliff's gonna rip some shit here, and you know for all but these solos. That's not a says, solo, it, man. This is a song. I want someone to just be like, the spotlight's on me. It's all about me, and here's thirty seconds of all my fucking chops. Here we go. Just think what would have become had Cliff not passed. He was still in the band with how bass solos and all that shit became such a thing in their set throughout the late 80s and throughout the 90s. Giving Cliff that moment to really shine, not just in a club, but in an arena. I mean, that's that's a mind fuck when you think about it. He didn't pass, he died. Sure, bud. When he moved on to the next world. No, he did not move on. He died. He just went home, okay? Don't sugarcoat death. No. <laughs> you sound like all these obituaries I read and I just roll my eyes. Yeah, I could, write, I could write obituaries. I'd be really good. You're going to die someday. You're not, you're not going to pass away. You're not going to go... Upstairs, you're not gonna move on. I'm gonna you're move gonna on die. to the next life, mofo. Why are people so afraid to say died, death, or die? Because people don't pass. People don't like that shit. I'm just dealing with reality here. He went home. No, he didn't go home. He died. Yeah, well, I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna transfer my consciousness over to a <laughs> robot because that's where we're headed, and I'm gonna stay alive for another two to three hundred years in the mind of a robot, just like Elon. Elon's um, probably four hundred right. years old. He's been around. He's a time traveler. This is no rip on Cliff. I'm ripping on people that write obituaries that suck. Yeah, well, it's because the families want, don't want to hear some of our... Mofo dead. Yeah, well, he did. He died. He died. Hey, did you hear that Jeff died? Hey, did you hear that Jeff passed? Come on. Sounds proper and <laughs> polite. We are in 2023 where we can't offend anyone. It's the best. It's the best. 
All right, let's move on. Let's <laughs> let's close this out because you absolutely. Hey Jeff, I, have, I have I have one more to, I have one more thing to say about that. About what? There's a lot about a lot. <laughs> There's a lot about a lot, man. <laughs> That's life. There's a oh, lot about a oh, lot. Orion, Orion, oh, I give a nine and a half too as well. How many times they play that? Ha 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 ha! Is it really sixty nine? That's whole sixty nine. Get it? Get it? <laughs> get it? Get it? Get it? Get it? Get it? Hey, 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 Beavis! <laughs> <sighs> Damage Inc. You know what else is... is interesting about this record? It took them September, October, November, four months to record this thing. Yeah, September to December be. of eighty five. Well, they recorded Kill 'Em All in about four days. They recorded Lightning in about a week, and then you get a little bit extra change in your pocket, and you got four months to write a masterpiece. Yeah, four months to write a masterpiece, and they There's had some more six, change for your pocket. They had six years to write Screaming Suicide. Look at all that fucking turned out. <laughs> the answer is don't sit on the same song for six years because then you keep changing it and adding shit and you're like oh hey let's add this or let's change this or let's do this or let's add this you know it's money in my pocket i hear that here's some more money for your pocket throwing down a rope a lifeline of hope rope on a pope too far gone you must burn took six years to write that exclamation point to put that question mark in there. Damage Inc. Incorporated. Ba 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 did da 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 get ready to get your face melted and here we go. And that's all we have to say about that song. Have a great night. Did you know when you first heard it? Oh no. As Pizzle would say, oh no. Oh no. Did you know when you first heard it that that was a bass intro? Or were you wondering when you first heard it, like, what is that noise and how are they doing that? I know when I was a kid. That's a because I didn't. I've never I, thought of that. I thought it was a weird guitar noise, but, like, you hear, like, this, v- like, volume swells and wah pedal and delay and all this shit on a bass. And it's, like, especially as a kid, I didn't think that that's what the bass player did bass player fucking holds the rhythm it's the mm-hmm. low end doesn't do this weird fancy fucking witchcraft shit that's a good point i can't really remember where or well i do remember i don't remember because i was always stealing my brother's cassettes i i don't think that song stood out as big as the other ones did does that make sense yeah So I wasn't like, is that bass? Is that, you know, what the fuck is that? Is that looped? Is that being recorded backwards? I, <clears throat> I really didn't know. Made me wonder. The amazing part about Mike Presley is when we played this at the first app show, he played that part live. Yeah, and it was like perfect. I don't think Metallica ever played that part live. Yes, it was perfect. He was buying extra effects and shit to make it work for that one show, and it was fucking epic. It made me, or makes me wonder how that song came about. Pizzle, you could have talked about it, but you're not here. Was it a song that they just had that was just, all right, here we go. Here's Damage Inc. You know what I mean? Like, it just starts like that, and then 
out of nowhere, Cliff is like, or whoever is like, we need an intro for the song, and then Cliff writes it? Or is it, hey, he's had this thing that he's been jamming on, they've been hearing, and it's like, oh, that sounds cool. Let's put that at the beginning of a song. You know what I mean? I was always wondering kind of how that came about because that intro has nothing. It doesn't sound like anything to do with the song. It has nothing to do with it. It's just a it's just 30 second buildup. Yeah. And it's a great buildup. Absolutely phenomenal. And you're I talking just, about the bass part. Or you're talking about the dent, dent, dent. What part are you talking about? The, the bass intro. That's the intro. Okay. Obviously. Okay. Yeah. I, when the band kicks in, I guess I don't necessarily count that as part of the intro anymore, even though I technically right. it is, but all I know is blood will follow blood. Damage incorporated. Fuck it all and fucking no regrets. But is that the only thing he whispers on? You gotta think about that. Damage incorporated. I know the answer to that. My world. Not only do we I do not I know, not the, know answer. the answer. It is yeah, answered my own question. I look like a fucking PhD. Sound like a PhD. You can't see me out there, everyone. But there's a lot about a lot. What does Ricky say? I don't need my fucking PFD. <laughs> yes. Dying time is here. Yeah, he was whispering. He was trying to tell us a secret that there was damage. It was a business. I can only think of my damaged. world for it was very damaged. That's why it's incorporated. Yeah, I've been trying to think here. I don't know off the top of my head. When are they going to come out with an LLC song? When are they going to come out with a song with LL Cool J? 72 Seasons LLC. Blood will follow Apfa. Definitely, uh, and there you have it, thrashy song. Yeah, mop, mop is quite the record. Did you guys get the mop out? Did you did you clean your floors while you listened to this episode? All I did was get undressed during it, so now I'm nice and cool. And next week we're gonna talk about and baseless for all with Mike Presley if he wakes up on time. Unless they decide to surprise us with another random song, just a pop up special. 72 seasons the song let's go that's master of puppets you guys have heard it that was the i've mop. heard it what else I've is there even heard it. i put my hand up i put my hand up put what else is up. there to say if you guys have any opinions about well if you have anything about anything send it into in podcast how do you feel <laughs> how do you feel about bagged water from spirit mountain right 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 in right in in podcast for all we want to hear about your paper bag water from a fucking amusement park would you rather nothing about master of puppets it's all about fucking spirit mountain would you rather bag your water or bag your shit matters where you're at location 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 i've shit in a bag before does a bear shit in the woods i was in an airplane that didn't have a bathroom is that okay so you shit in a bag uh (laughs) i I attempted to shit in the bag, and I was I batted about seven fifty on the experience. Oh, that's <laughs> not a good. <laughs> well, then on that on that note, <laughs> let's leave our listeners with a cliffhanger. Ooh. 
this is a cliff em all uh, a cliff em note episode so there's your cliffhanger for next week you can't even tell them the rest of the story just leave them with bad at 750 and that's it <laughs> so before we get into justice next week we're gonna i'm gonna have to tell my shit in a bag story if only if pizzle wow. actually logs on otherwise if he doesn't then he never made it so if you guys all want to hear this episode or hear this episode if you guys want to hear this story mm-hmm. it counts on whether or not Pizzle is going to be here. If you want to hear how the 750 shit in a bag experience went down, like, subscribe, and leave us a seven-star review on iTunes as well. Seven stars, know. positive reviews. You know, it always helps with the algorithm. I did hear... I can't say that word. Algorithm. I did hear that... I can't even say discography. You don't want to put swearing in your podcast in, like, the first, like... 15 or 20 minutes of it because then you get in a better algorithm if you don't have swearing in the beginning or something i don't know i heard other podcasters talking about it that's kind of hard to do when our intro every week says a big old fat motherfucker called well we're gonna have to start putting beeps in it so it's fram fat i can't talk family friendly this is a this is a pg show from now on not pc pg just remember, if there's anything you learned from this episode, season 11, episode 6, there's a lot about a lot. Jeez. Can learn anything about anything <laughs> on this show, all right? Since I'm already, like, half naked, I'm going to go shower now because I got undressed on the air. Let it be known that he is fully clothed still, people. I'm still wearing the Sad But True shirt. You want to check out the swim trunks I'm wearing? Check these out. Are they Sad But True swim trunks? Check that out. Check that out. Oh, floral pattern. See, or is that pineapples? I can't tell, but it looks very florid. Flamingos. It looks very fl- Floridian. Is that how you say that? We call those pastel colors in Florida. I call you guys orange eaters. There's a lot about a lot. That's all I know. Master Puppets, hell of an episode, dude. Until next time. Later. And I thought I'd say goodbye to Pizzle in person, and that didn't happen, so bye-bye, Pizzle. And goodbye, Pizzle. And goodbye, and we'll see you next week, Pizzle. Maybe. Next week, Injustice for None. And Jason for Let's Up the Base, and goodbye. And Jason for Base. And Jason for President. And Doors for All. Metal up your ass. Bye-bye. It's the best. (laughs) Bye. And bye. And bye.
Are you still here? What the fuck for? Did uh, we forget to play one of your songs there? What song, uh, what song might that be? One at a time, what song you want? One at a time, what do you want? <laughs> okay, my flavor. So after all that, you still want more. You greedy bastards! Well, it's a good goddamn thing, though, cause, uh... I got someone to say, I killed a baby to take it, till I'm out of my sleep. 